you'll uh, forgive me in advance if I don't seem quite my usual chipper self. I'm actually recovering from pneumonia this week, but I'm well on the mend. And uh, so this may be at least the most breathless sermon in all of Church of Our Savior history, or it may be the shortest sermon in all of Church of Our Savior history. When I was in the Midwest getting ready to apply for undergraduate school, I remember very clearly, it was in the early 90s, and the situation then was the exact opposite of what the situation is now, in that schools were looking for students eagerly, not the other way around. And so over the course of my junior and senior year, probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 24 to 30 applications crossed my desk. Now back in those days, I had my mind absolutely made up. I was bound and determined I was not going to stay in McPherson. And I was even more bound and determined that I was not going to stay in Kansas. And so that made the sorting process of those applications pretty straightforward. And I was grateful to leave. The funny thing is, once you get bitten by that bug, the pasture is always greener on the other side, that you really don't belong here, you belong somewhere else. It's hard to let go of that perspective, that point of view. So I stayed at Bradley University in Peoria, Illinois, only for two years. And then I was off to the University of North Carolina in Greensboro. When I graduated from there, I wasn't about to stay in Greensboro working my graduate degree. I was going to get out of Greensboro. And so I ended up at Northwestern University for a short time. Well, the winter there just about killed me. And so I was looking again for somewhere else. When it came time to apply for seminary, I remember very clearly sitting down with my bishop and saying two things. I said, I would love to go out west because first of all, I want to be studying theology in an urban location. And secondly, I said, I want to get out from under my dad's shadow. My dad was very well known in the church in the Midwest and all the seminarians coming out of the Diocese of West Missouri where I was at the time were going to the Episcopal Seminary of the Southwest in Austin. And Austin was not the place I wanted to be at that time. And so, determined to come out here, I would start my own life. That's why we come out to the West, right? To start our own lives, found our own destiny. And I get off the airplane, and the first person I meet is John Cater, who would later become my academic advisor. And the first words out of John's mouth are, I know your dad. <laughs> One of our brothers in the Brotherhood of St. Gregory is fond of saying, wherever I go, there I am. Right? Right? Today's gospel is a radical reflection of that truth. You know, as cliche as it may sound at first, it is a radical reflection of that truth and a radical contradiction, incidentally, to the way our society often works because we encourage people to sort of get out of the nest, go and find their own wings, their own place in the world. We encourage in our society this idea that the grass is always greener on the other side and that we should be constantly in pursuit of the newest, bestest thing. Always. Always. But Jesus says, abide in my love.
abide in my love. Even more radically than that, our society prides itself on choices. The measure of success in our society is having choices. And think about that for a moment. And think about the way in which we measure our wealth. We measure it in having choices, places to live, having choices where we raise our family, choices of school district, choices of community, choices of where we spend our vacation, choices, choices, choices. And yet Jesus says, I choose you. I choose you. You did not choose me, Jesus tells us in today's gospel. That kind of puts power on the other side of the equation, doesn't it? You know? Jesus doesn't say to Peter, who is a fisherman, you chose me at the Lake of Galilee, or to Matthew, who is a tax collector, you chose me over and against collecting taxes from the people. Jesus says, I chose you. Consider that for a moment, over and against our propensity at Church of Our Savior to worry about how we're going to get more people in the door and grow this parish. Hmm? Because the most of doings, you ask anybody who's been around this parish for a while, people who have stayed, you get into a conversation with them for very long. You start to figure out, they didn't choose this place. God chose them to be here. God sent them here. And the relationships that they cultivated here, and the sense of belonging here, came from something other than themselves. Came from something other than just a choice amongst many choices in southern Marin. That's a radical thing. Even if you talk with church growth experts and church planters and even diocesan officers and even parish priests like me, it's a radical notion to say, you know what, we're not just one choice amongst many. Church of Our Savior exists because Christ chose each of us to be here. We were chosen first. It's not that we just chose this amongst many options. Do you see how radical this gospel is? And yet how comforting it is as well. Jesus tells us that the gospel, the good news, is that God's love is with us no matter where we are. No matter where we are. Another brother of mine has run a number of times for bishop in a number of dioceses. And he would make an excellent bishop in the view of many. But the last time he got to almost the end of the election, he was cut before they selected their finalists. He wrote the community and he said, the good news is that I am precisely where God wants me to be. He would have said the same thing had he been elected bishop of that diocese, I am sure. To understand that where we are is where God wants us to be 
is the radical message of this gospel. And it turns the ambitions of our lives and the cravings of our lives on in their ear. So that we may understand that our call is to abide in the here and now and in the love of God. That is where all life begins. It's not on the other side of the fence. It's not in the next pasture over, or the next valley, or the next river, or the next house, or the next career, or the next job, or the next school. You get the message? It is here. Christ says, abide in my love. Because it is when we abide in Christ's love we are then truly free to love others as we love ourselves. And it is in that love that we discover a love that has been there from before time. A love that has chosen us and a love that we remember this Easter tide that even conquers death. This has been a sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing, welcoming community for those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You can reach us by phone at 415-388-1907 or visit us online at OurSaviorMV.org. That's O-U-R-S-A-V-I-O-U-R-M-V for Mill Valley dot O-R-G. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.